How are y'all doing today? <clears throat> Good. This is, uh, as Jim mentioned, high school graduation Sunday. So it kind of looked like we had 28 high school graduates in the 11 o'clock service today that will be celebrating that milestone. And the challenge for me when I'm in a sermon series is to find something in that series that's appropriate for a specific Sunday. And somehow God has always led me and provided for that. And uh, it's not that I just take any passage I want to and then make it say what I want it to say, but there's, I'm in a series on the commands of Jesus. And so I was looking through those commands, wondering which one has something for high school graduates. This is a kind of sermon that I've never preached before at, at high school baccalaureate Sunday because usually I'm telling the high school graduates, you know, what an accomplishment they've made and how excited we are for them and they're launching out into the world and how much, you know, how much fun they're going to be having and all that kind of thing. But today, there's a little more serious note on uh, the high school graduates going out into the world because the world we have today has changed so dramatically in the last 15, 20 years, wouldn't you say? It is so dangerous now for uh, young people to go out into the world and for the first time in their lives be making decisions for themselves. And it's fraught with such danger. Jesus gives us a warning to heed. The sermon's entitled, What Kind of Seed Am I? It's in Matthew 13, 24 through 30 and 36 through 43. What kind of seed am I? I'm going to read something off my phone in a minute. That's why I'm messing with it. Don't, don't get upset. Matthew 13, 24. Another parable he put before them saying, the kingdom of heaven may be compared to a man who sowed good seed in his field. But while men were sleeping, his enemy came and sowed weeds among the wheat and went away. So when the plants came up and bore grain, then the weeds appeared also. And the servants of the householder came and said to him, Sir, did you not sow good seed in your field? How then has it weeds? He said to them, An enemy has done this. The servants said to him, Then do you want us to go and gather them? But he said, No, lest in gathering the weeds you get root up the wheat along with them. Let both grow together until the harvest. And at harvest time I will tell the reapers, Gather the weeds first and bind them into bundles to be burned, but gather the wheat to my barn." Now skipping down to verse 36. The disciples didn't understand it, so they asked for clarification. He left the crowds and went into the house, and his disciples came to him saying, Explain to us the parable of the weeds of the field. And he answered, He who sows the good seed is the son of man. The field is the world. The good seed means the sons of the kingdom. The weeds are the sons of the evil one. And the enemy who sowed them is the devil, and the harvest is the close of the age. And the reapers are angels. Just as the weeds are gathered and burned with fire, so will it be at the close of the age. The Son of Man will send his angels, and they will gather out of his kingdom all causes of sin and all evildoers, and throw them into the furnace of fire. Their men will weep and gnash their teeth. Then the righteous will shine like the sun in the kingdom of their Father. He who has ears, let him hear. Actually, the Greek in that last verse is, he who has ears, let him hear. Actually, the Greek says, the one having ears, hear. And it's an, it's an imperative, it's a command. The one having ears, hear. Present imperative active is, the, is that word, hear. So it's a command of Jesus, and he's commanding us, if we have ears, 
He's commanding us to hear this. Now, doesn't this sound like a good sermon for baccalaureate Sunday? We'll see where we go from here. Father, as we uh, celebrate this day, 28 seniors who are going out into the world, it's, it's a field, and there are weeds and wheat all growing together. And every decision that they make and every decision that we make will sow some kind of seed. So help us to choose wisely. Help us to, to be discerning. Help us to, to follow you and to be so close to you that we will know and understand what is your perfect will for our lives, for their lives. And help us always to be vigilant in the evil one who is roving back and forth across the world, seeking those whom he may devour, seeking innocent hearts into which he may sow bad seed. We know there's going to be a harvest one day. Help us be found faithful. In Jesus' name, amen. Top stories. Amtrak installs speed controls at fatal crash site. U.S. raid in Syria kills 32 ISIS members, including four leaders and activists. Egypt ups security after Mursi death sentence sparks attacks. The list just goes on and on. Bad news for our planet. 10,000-year-old ice shelf disappearing by 2020. Sarnaev's final mystery. The younger one is um, sentenced to death. Yemen truce expires today. It goes on and on. I could read stories from the front page of our newspaper. There's one about a scam in Tifton. People being taken advantage of. Um, if this is a good world, why are there so many bad things happening? And you don't have to go far to see the list. It is, is so prevalent. You can go on Google. You can go on the front page of the newspaper. You can turn on the TV. You can listen to the radio in the car and just hear the things that are happening into our world. And it is it's frightening. It's sobering. It's it's scary. Why do bad things happen? Well, one day some folks asked Jesus that very question. Why do bad things happen, Jesus? If God made this world, why are there so many bad things in the world? And Jesus, and a lot of times when somebody asks him a question, he'll turn it around and ask them a question. But here he responds to their question with a story. He said, one day a man looks out over his field and sees and sees human life. And you see the good and the bad growing up side by side. And he saw that as a parable for life. He saw that as an analogy for what was happening in the world. There is good and they're bad. There's, they're growing up together. And, and people are wondering, if this, if this field belongs to the farmer, why is he allowing weeds to grow in it? Shouldn't we gather up the weeds and throw them away? And the farmer says, no. There'll be a harvest. And at harvest time, the weeds will be separated from the weed and the weeds will be thrown into the furnace where it will burn and the wheat will be gathered to the farmer. 
So as soon, he tells his story, and as soon as the crowds are gone and the door is shut, the disciples say, okay, Jesus, we think we know what you're saying, but can you explain it a little bit further? Can you clarify what you're trying to tell us in this story? Explain it to us. And so he did. And so we need to hear it carefully because Jesus says at the end, the one having ears, hear, hear what I'm saying. Be careful, be on your guard. Watch out. The field is the world and the good seed represents the sons of the kingdom. The weeds are the sons of the evil one, sown by Satan. And the harvest is comes at the end of the age, and the ones harvesting are his angels. And so Jesus is, is telling us what's going to happen. The Son of Man will send his angels, and they will weed out all who are doing evil, and the righteous will shine like the sun in the kingdom of their Father. The righteous will shine like the sun in the kingdom of their Father. And in this one Statement. I mean, people always want to know why, if, if God is in control and if God created this world, why is there evil? Why do bad things happen? And in this story, Jesus flips the idea of fatalism upside down. Those people who think that just whatever is going to happen will happen. Whatever will be, will be. And if God created this world and called it good, why are there so many Weeds in the field, is, is God just like a lazy farmer who's letting weeds creep in and paying no attention, just letting his field go? Where did all the weeds come from? And Jesus answers that question. Why there's evil? Why there are weeds? Why we need to hear and have ears to hear? Why? Because Satan is in the world. And he is out doing his dirty work wherever he can and whenever he can. So three truths from this parable I want us to, to remember today. The first one is that the world is good and ultimately it belongs to God. Second thing I want us to see is that the devil is a trespasser and he is here sowing bad seeds wherever he, he can. And the third thing is there is going to be a judgment. There is going to be a harvest, and it's coming. Well, let's all be careful. But the first thing, the world belongs to God. And Jesus is the one who's sowing good seeds. And if we believe in Jesus, we are sons of the kingdom. And one day in the harvest, the sons of the kingdom, the righteous, will shine like the sun in the kingdom of their father. And so that's what we're, we're looking forward to one day. If Jesus is in our heart, then, then, we, then he is sowing good seed in our heart. The field is the world. The good seed represents the sons of the kingdom. And when Jesus is in our heart, we, he transforms us from bad seed into good seed. Did you hear me? When Jesus is in our heart, he transforms us from bad seed to good. And his, he is in the business of sowing good seed Wherever the word of God goes forth, good seed is being sown on the mission field, in churches across the world today. When one neighbor shares the gospel, the good news with another neighbor, the good seed is being sown. And that seed involves grace and love and peace and forgiveness. 
the kind of forgiveness that we can never earn or deserve on our own because his grace is greater than our need, our sins. His grace, we cannot atone for our, our own sins. But that good seed is growing and the word of God is spreading and his work is being done. Wherever that good seed goes out and lets Jesus work in them and live in them and empower those people to do what he wants us to do. The good seed is out there and Jesus is sowing it in this world that belongs ultimately to his father. But you know, that's not the whole story. There's also a trespasser that's in this world. You know what the word squatter means? Someone who comes in and just kind of takes up residence on land that doesn't belong to him. And he might try to farm it. He might try to get some income off of it, but it doesn't belong to him. And so in effect, he's a thief. He is, he is stealing from the landowner. That's what Satan is. He does not own this world. He is a trespasser. He is a squatter. He's like an interloper um, that is, has no right to be here, but he's using his resources to accomplish evil, to accomplish something bad in this good field that God created. People ask, you know, if God is, is so powerful and God is so good, why is he letting all this happen? Well, because he's given this world freedom. We aren't robots. We have choices. And Satan has fallen and he has entered this world and he is sowing, he's roving around, he's sowing, casting bad seed wherever he can, wherever there's a heart that's open and vulnerable to him. He'll plant some bad seed. So he's like an interloper. He is the evil force that is at work in this world, this good world that God created. So I don't want you to ever think that God is the source of evil. I don't want you to ever attribute anything evil to God. God's not responsible for it. Satan is the one who was doing it. God has given us freedom. He's allowed us in this world to make choices. And a lot of times we make bad choices. And a lot of times those bad choices result in bad seed being sown in our lives and in our hearts. So evil is taking root around us and some of, some of Satan's favorite seeds are seeds like pride and arrogance. I've seen folks, good folks, fall because of pride. I think that's one of Satan's favorite seeds. The minute we think we've got it licked, the minute we think that we can do things by ourselves, the minute we think this world revolves around me and it's all about me and the focus is on me, is when we open ourselves up to Satan's planters and he comes in and sows those seeds in our heart and it might not bear fruit for a while, but eventually those seeds will sprout and germinate and bear evil weeds instead of the good fruit that God wants us to grow. Satan even puts in our path people who say and do and look like all the right things, but they're just sowing weeds. They are deceivers, and we have to be careful. We have to be on our guard at all times. 
most of our high school graduates have good parents, good parents who have sown good seeds. And they're sending those graduates out into the world with their, with their prayers and hopes and dreams and aspirations that they will make good choices, that they will be wise and they will trust in the Lord with all their heart and follow him. But we also have to be wary because Satan is always looking for someone that he can attack. And, and the stronger you are for Christ, let me tell you this too, the stronger you are for Christ, the more susceptible, well, not the more susceptible, but the more Satan will attack you. If Satan's not bothering you, then you are no threat to him. But the moment you take a stand for Jesus, the moment that you begin to bear witness, the moment that you begin to have good fruit in your life is when Satan begins his onslaught. So if you haven't experienced any of Satan's attacks recently, it might be because you aren't doing anything to upset him. So you might want to take a look at that. Satan puts people in our path. And as I said, they look and say and do all the right things. And yet they will influence us for bad. So young people, please be careful what friends you choose. Please be on guard for who you, who you spend time with. Because you may be influencing them, but guess what? They're also influencing you. And so make so certain that where you are and what you're doing is something that honors your parents and honors God. And be careful where you spend your time in conversation and actions. Because Satan is out there and he will do anything he can to cause you to stumble and get you in his hip pocket. Sometimes I walk around my yard and I think about crazy things. Um, I'm not much of a, a gardener, and if you drive by my house, you can tell because most of my grass is dead. I'm real frustrated because I water it, and I fertilize it, and I mow it, and I do all these things, and yet I, I look in my yard, and the grass is dead, but I look in the, the beds, and there's stuff growing there. There are weeds growing in the beds. There's grass growing in my beds. Why does grass grow where I don't want it to grow, but it doesn't grow where I do want it to grow? Y'all ever ponder these deep philosophical thoughts when you're, when you're walking around your yard? And then, you know, I, I guess I was, I was looking at it, I was thinking about it. You know what? We probably spend more time cultivating the beds. We spend more time watering the beds. We spend more time softening the soil and fertilizing the soil in the beds than we do in the yard in general. And so what happens? Plants are going to grow where the ground is cultivated. Plants are going to grow where the ground is watered and fertilized, aren't they? Some of you folks out at the experiment station know what I'm talking about. So where am I going with this? I think what we cultivate, what we water, what we fertilize in our hearts will grow. What's going to grow in our hearts? Is it going to be evil seed or good seed? And I think the answer is simple. What are you going to cultivate there? What are you going to allow to, to take root and sprout there? What are you going to encourage there? 
You encourage bad seed by hanging around bad influence, by listening to, to bad things, by looking at bad things on the internet or on television or at the movies. And those things that come into your heart will take root and sprout and bear weeds. But at the same time, if you expose yourself to the Word of God and to prayer and to fellowship and to worship and to Bible study, if you spend time in fellowship with God, then He's in the process of planting good seed in your heart. And that good seed will bear fruit one day as well too. So what grows? I guess it's what you want to grow. I guess it's how you cultivate the ground of your heart for which particular seed. So what are we supposed to do about it? Ferret out the weeds and pull them up? Jesus says, heavens no. You don't try to do that. You aren't wise enough to do that. God says we're to be about many things, but judging one another is not one of them. We are not to judge. Jesus counsels patience. Just be patient. He knows that evil is growing in this world. He knows that Satan is, is doing evil things in this world. And Jesus says, just be patient because the harvest is coming. And he'll handle all that in the harvest. <clears throat> And that's the last point. I called it a final graduation. I remember in high school, my parents had a book that, that talked about death, graduation to glory. And uh, so I, for high school seniors, this being graduation, I, I realized that, that one day we're going, to, we're going to graduate to glory too. And that's going to be our ultimate graduation ceremony when God takes us home. And there will be a judgment and all the weeds will be pulled up, and, and we think that evil people in this world are getting away with it. They're not. We think good people in this world are, are being punished. Everything's going to be balanced out one day. There is a judgment coming, and the weeds will be pulled up and burned in the fire, and the good will be taken, and they will shine like the sun in the kingdom of the Father one day. And everything will be balanced out. It's not a pleasant thought. I agree. Judgment, harvest, taking the evil and burning it like garbage. It's not pleasant. But Jesus says we need to have ears for this. We need to hear it because we can't live this life as if this is all there is. We need to prepare for graduation to glory, for heaven one day, for eternal life, when what is done in this world will come to light and the weeds will be separated from the wheat and burned in the fire, and the wheat will be taken to heaven and shine like the sun in the kingdom of the Father. And Jesus says this is so important. He only says this about four times in the New Testament. The one having ears, hear what the Father is saying. Hear what he's saying. And when he says hear, he doesn't just mean listen. It's a hearing that involves change in behavior and attitude and action. So hear what he's saying and act 
accordingly. So you're sitting there wondering, oh, what kind of seed am I? Do I have evil weeds growing in my heart or do I have good wheat? What kind of harvest will there be one day? It's easy to tell. What kind of fruit are you bearing? Galatians 5 says, the works of the flesh are plain. It's plain. Verse 19, fornication, impurity, licentiousness, idolatry, sorcery, enmity, strife, jealousy, anger, selfishness, dissension, party spirit, envy, drunkenness, carousing, and the like. I warn you as I warned you before that those who do such things shall not inherit the kingdom of God. Why? Because those are sons of the evil one. Those are the evil weeds. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such, there is no law. That's the good fruit. That's the wheat that comes from the good seed. You want to know what kind of seed you are? What kind of fruit are you bearing? What kind of crop are you bearing? Weeds or the fruit of the Spirit? It's easy to tell. He who has the one hearing, the one having ears, hear what Jesus is saying and follow and act accordingly. Those high school graduates are getting ready to go out on their own. And a lot of you here today, too, making decisions for yourselves. Don't have parents hovering over you that much anymore. But I want, you, I want everyone to understand that every decision has consequences. Every decision has consequences. And um, when, you, when you come to a path and you can choose, you know, to go one way or the other, you know, whichever path you choose takes you on further down the line. And you can't go back and and, and choose that, that first decision. You can't make that first decision over again. You're going to be out here somewhere, and then maybe you've chosen this path, and you, you have two choices here, and you can choose the right or the left. Be careful which choice you make, because once you make that choice, you're further down the road, and you can't go back and repeat. So wherever, wherever you come, whatever path, whatever fork, whatever choice you make, make sure that it honors God that it follows his will for your life and that it will bear good fruit in your heart because the judgment is coming. And right now, weed and wheat are growing side by side. But God's in control. This is his world. And there will be a harvest. Let's bow together. Father, I know that you are good and that you are in this world and you are working and the gospel is going forth and people are being saved and sins are being forgiven and your grace is being made manifest and good seed is being sown in churches and on the mission field and in the neighborhoods and in schools and at work all over the world today. But I also know that, that Satan is real and he is alive and he is roaming all over the earth, looking for people who are vulnerable, who are susceptible, who may be open to evil seed being sown in their lives and hearts. 
Father, I pray, first of all, that you will bolster our defenses. We need to put on the, all of the, the shield and the sword and the spirit of, of God. We need to put on the armor of God when we go forth into the world because Satan is trying to do anything he can to attack. I pray for our high school graduates this day that you will bless them and protect them and guide them and surround them with good friends who will lift them up and not pull them down. And that they'll be an influence for good in this world one day as well with their friends. Help us to be a source of light, to sow good seed where we go, to reap a great harvest of wheat because you say that harvest is plentiful and laborers are few. Father, I pray for those who are at a crossroads right now in their lives and they are making a choice between good and evil, between right and wrong, between following you or allowing Satan to take root. Father, open their eyes. Give them ears to hear and let them hear what you're saying to them. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.